spoiler warning right at the top. Tom Cruise dies. <laughs> a couple times, yeah. I didn't know the next Mission Impossible's budget was like $300 million. Yeah. It's crazy. Really? It says Dead Reckoning Part 1 is $290 million. Oh, my gosh. Fallout was like $170, 180 wow. I don't know what Top Gun's was. I heard Top Gun was only like $150. That's actually really good. ridiculous, yeah. yeah. But I guess the Navy kind of like... But he has become like a... Tom Cruise's name has become like synonymous with just quality, high quality action. I've said this before about the Mission Impossible films, but those Mission Impossible films, especially the last couple, are like some of the best action movies I've ever seen. Easy. Yeah. What was the last one? Was it Fallout or was it? Was it? Yeah. That was like. What was Superman? Maybe the best action film I've ever seen. Till this. Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hot take. I didn't see the Mission Impossible before that, so I heard that one's good too. But Fallout was was that the one? But I only saw Fallout one time. Yeah, I think after three it goes Ghost Protocol, which was Dubai, Rogue Nation, and then uh, Fallout with Henry Cavill. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was Fallout. Too bad he won't be coming back. Or he cocks his arms. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe if the new one's Dead Reckoning, it's like they revived Henry Cavill's character and he's like Mecca Henry Cavill now. And And he's a good guy now, like Jason Statham. Yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, you're on our team now, man. He's Arnold in T2. He's sent back to help Tom Cruise. Yeah. That would be awesome. I would pay to see that many times. Yeah. Today, we're finally doing Top Gun. Maverick. It's been a couple weeks. Finally. We've been trying to get our friend and savior, Alex <laughs> Alex Shaw, in here again to talk about it. Uh, if you ever listen to our No Time to Die yes. episode, Alex was on that episode, and he's back. I'm back. Hello. Finally. Hello. Yeah. Welcome. Greatest movie ever made. Top Gun Maverick? Or- <laughs> Top Gun or No Time to Die? No, this one. Not No Time to Die. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Top Gun Maverick is it's up there. Is great. It'll probably be in my top ten of the year when it's over. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly, I think. <laughs> I think yeah, it's it's really hard to not be in the top ten. As someone who had no connection with the the franchise, like until this movie. In fact, I hadn't even really seen the full original movie until I think a couple nights before the new one. No way. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, it's it's great. It's fun, but it's not like. It's not a movie I'll think about ever again, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick blew me away. Pun intended. It was so good. I had, I mean, I, I thought it would be good, but I didn't think it would be this good. Yep. The first thing I thought of was like Denny's Blade Runner in terms of, you know, 35 mm. something years yes. after the original film. Yeah. Yeah. Such quality and just both in its own right and, you know, living up to that original. Like uh, a perfect sequel. Yeah. For something that happened 30 years previous. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get this kind of film very often mm. in, in just in that regard alone, right? Which is crazy. Imagine someone else t- like loves your thing so much 30 years later it inspires like a brand new generation of filmmakers and then <laughs> and then they make a film that is pretty much better than the film that you made. Yeah. Which is also beloved. So both things are beloved. Yeah, I mean it was just as good as the first. It gave you everything you loved about the first one, but was still so much better at the same time. And it didn't like overshadow the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just built upon that. Yes. Yeah. And it just kind of makes it better. Like if you entirely. go back and watch the first one now too, it's probably got even better because of like yes. the context of what yeah. happens after. Because you're like, oh, I know what happens. And this yeah. makes it so cool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I mean, you already said that you ha- you watched the first one 
like the night before we watched. Yeah, I had to. Maverick. I wanted to know. Um, it was a little bit before my time. <laughs> yeah, so let's, Alex. I guess we should talk about our experience with the first movie. My experience with the first film. The first time I had ever uh, heard of Top Gun, I was in fifth grade. I was playing the trumpet. They handed me the sheet music for Top Gun, and I was like, "What's this? I want the Jurassic Park sheet music because that's what I was familiar with." Yeah, that's why I chose trumpet. <laughs> Um, and they were like, don't you know the theme from Top Gun? I was like, I don't even know what Top Gun is. And I, I had heard the theme because I had to play it on the trumpet. But then jump, you know, ahead. Gosh, how old was I? I was like 11, no, 10 in fifth grade. So jump ahead 24 years later. Last year was the first time I ever actually sat down and watched Top Gun. Really? Yeah, in oh, anticipation wow. for this. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Joseph <laughs> Kosinski fan. Mm, yeah. I, I love Tron Legacy. I, I watch it. Uh, every Christmas. Don't ask me why. Because it's that good. Because but... <laughs> it's the best Christmas movie of all time. No, I have no idea why I watch it on Christmas. It just feels right for me. Yeah. Um, but I have been watching his career ever since Tron Legacy very closely because I've, I've always thought this guy's going to blow up at some point. Hmm. And seeing the trailer for Maverick, which was like two years ago now, because oh, the, the film got delayed yeah. for a couple of years because um, of COVID and Tom Cruise, who when he ever does a film, he's basically in charge of that film in a lot of ways. He usually produces, maybe executive produces it. Um, he didn't want to release the film on streaming and he waited and waited and waited for a good summer spot for a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're seeing it now because it's been done and, and kind of just sitting there for a while, yeah. probably being perfected and tweaked on honestly. But anyway, so yeah, I didn't see the first Top Gun until last year. And I was like watching a bunch of 80s movies. Uh, just was like on an 80s kick. I watched uh, A Risky Business too. Yeah. Cocktail. <laughs> nice. Did you ever see those? No, I haven't seen those. Risky Business is a funny <laughs> film. But... The one where he slides in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I was just sticking to Tom Cruise. but No, it's funny. I mean, my, my, I took my dad to see this. So we went and saw it opening night because he... He showed me, I was probably about fifth grade too. Yeah. My dad showed it to me on VHS and oh man, see, I burned the heck out of that thing. I really? watched it so much, even as a kid and I didn't really understand what was going on. And then, <laughs> um, but it's just cool. Why, you are, know? They, like, why are they sweating playing volleyball? <laughs> it's a sweaty movie. It is a sweaty, sweaty in, movie. In the best way. Yeah. Like they'll be sitting in the hangar just sweating. Honestly, <laughs> at a certain point. I told myself if Joseph Kaczynski can nail the sweat, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic <laughs> film, and he did. He did. <laughs> so did. I heard him. I heard him in an interview say he's like, I knew this needed to be in the Top Gun universe, and that was where it's basically sunset at all times, yeah. and everything is dripping in sweat, <laughs> and it was. I it mean, totally it just it felt like yeah, that's that's totally, the universe yeah. for sure. So fifth grade ish. Yeah. So I think I probably saw it. Yeah. Like end of end of elementary school. So you've been watching it since that time. Oh yeah. I I hadn't seen it until last year, uh, but I knew the theme. Yeah. So but you and the so Kenny you, Loggins. You've been a fan of it. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I mean I loved it as a kid, and I think as I got older, I kind of didn't really pay much attention to it. Probably like in my teen years, and then. Couple years back, maybe like ten years back, I watched it again, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot how epic movies like this are." Yeah, there's not a whole lot to it, and I'm yes. still like, "I'm 
not really sure yes. like where this movie's going, mm-hmm. but just just having an epic movie with a soundtrack where yeah. you've got like <laughs> fast planes actually shot with real practical effects and just blown away by how movies used to be. And so I've watched it a few times in the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of getting ready in anticipation for this. Sure. Oh yeah. You you mentioned Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. I mean, this movie is like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's but like in the best way possible because I think the eighties were dumb. I know you love the eighties. <laughs> it's not the golden age, the eighties. Oh no, I yeah, I do love the eighties. Yeah, you do. Okay. I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to me it's like that that's the only thing I love about the eighties was like Top, Top Gun. Gun, man. But you don't get the hype of like what the nostalgia is with the no. 80s. Did- I was just talking to my brother the other day. I've actually never seen E.T. Oh. <laughs> E.T. is like the gateway drug yeah. to 80s. Why 80s nostalgia is so popular these days. Yeah. E.T. is like the it. That's the it film. It's probably why I, I don't get it because I just yeah. I don't get it. And I've never you literally don't that. get it because you've never seen no. E.T. <laughs> E.T. is like, yeah, it's like the Mecca. <laughs> you know? the Mecca. I know. I wonder if it's time. It's probably about time. It's really good. To dive in. Have you ever seen like the Goonies or? I love the Goonies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goonies definitely. There's more adventure to that. Yeah. There's a bigger cast. Yeah. The sci-fi spin in ET is priceless for me. Like Spielberg at like him setting the tone for it's, like it's, decades. Of... It's pure like drips pure tone. <laughs> it's like imagine being less than ten years old watching that film. You're like you're half scared shitless because <laughs> it's so scary. Like the tone yeah. that he creates. And like these adults are just lurking around in the shadows, like smoking or like guns and flashlights. Yeah. And then the other half is like pure magic. And Uh, you're like, yeah, "Yeah, it's that Uh wonderment. And so it's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But so being that young and watching that, you're like, is this scary or is it amazing? Yeah. And so that same thing is blood into Stranger Things culture. Yeah. But Top Gun's a totally different deal. It's pure uh, idyllic version yeah. of what the 80s would be. Sure. And therefore, I think I get it when you say, like, Top Gun is the 80s to you. Like, it makes yeah. sense. Anyway, so let's jump forward to this movie so we can talk about it. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick follows Tom Cruise looking maybe better than he did in the first film. Like, honestly. <laughs> His teeth look better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. Still, still off center, but yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> um, his body's in great shape. They replaced the lead girl with Jennifer Connelly. Great choice. Great I'm choice. I'm a big Jennifer Connelly fan. Kelly McGinnis is pretty, pretty, pretty good, though. <laughs> but yeah, Jennifer Connelly, it's not really a fair. No. It's not fair. <laughs> no. But I mean, no one ages like Tom Cruise, you know, so it's or not. Or Jennifer Connelly. Also not fair. I think, I don't know if they asked Kelly McGinnis to come back. I think she said they didn't, and she thinks probably because she looks like her age, you know, (laughs) which is fine. And again, she's great. But Jennifer Connelly, who's a few years younger, she's like in her early 50s, who I think wasn't in the first film, but she was... She was referenced. She was referenced. She plays uh, an old flame of Mavericks. They're on again, off again, lovers. So they were able to somewhat tie it in without just kind of like throwing a random person in there. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Anyway, he's still a captain and just flying, doing a lot of test flights. He's been doing a bunch of stuff since he was in Top Gun in the 80s. And he gets, he, he, he kind of pushes the envelope in a test flight and gets kicked out, basically saying you can leave the Navy or you can go back to Top Gun and teach a class to go on this ambiguous mission to take out a bunker which is the whole plot of the film. Yeah. So he goes back to Top Gun. He's a teacher now. 
he doesn't want to be a teacher, but it's the only place he really has left. They fly planes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of test training. Well, yeah. the whole, the whole point of, and like, that's what starts from like that beginning scene where he's, you know, sent away from his experimental I can't remember what the jet's called. The Black Star? Yeah, like it's the whole point is like, it's one of those stories where it's the changing of the times, like uh, drones and machines are replacing pilots. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie is him proving that he's still the best guy in the sky. That people can't be replaced. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he takes back over at Top Gun. I guess he taught there very briefly, mm-hmm. shortly after the original film's timeline. Yeah, they mentioned that. And he didn't last because he's not a teacher. He's make, he makes that abundantly clear in this film. Mm-hmm. But they bring him back because there's a high-priority mission overseas in some unspecified area against some unspecified enemy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they bring him in to teach this course in a couple weeks' time, which turns out just to be the trench run from A New Hope. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. A beautiful little well plot said. point. Uh, uh, on but, Earth. Yeah. yeah. John Hamm uh, brings him in uh, reluctantly because he knows Maverick's the best man for the job. Uh-huh. And uh, he's training these young cadets who are all graduates of... Uh, the mm-hmm. Top Gun program, so they're the best pilots, you know, mm-hmm. in the modern world. Mm-hmm. One of which is his ex-partner's uh, goose, Goose's son. Yes. Which there's a whole plot there. There's a whole backstory. You can mm-hmm. watch the original Top Gun to find out. <laughs> but they uh, eventually gets kicked because he's trying to do it in such a way that seems impossible because he wants to give the pilots the best chance for survival. Mm-hmm. So he's pushing them to do it both as fast as possible. And as like tight as possible, like as quick, like uh, maneuvering as sharp as possible. Fast and tight, it's always which the best. seems impossible. So he's kicked, <laughs> but they eventually make it work because he comes back. Yep, does it himself, showing that it's possible. He's Maverick, baby. He's Maverick. He's just that. <laughs> now he's in charge of the mission. Yeah, he he initially wanted to do it himself, but they said no. We're gonna have the young cadets do it. But he proves it can be done, and so they eventually pull it off at the end in an insanely explosive third act. Yes. Just 40-something minutes of nonstop action mm-hmm. where you think it ends and then it keeps going yeah. for another 15 to 20 minutes. It's yeah. amazing. But they, they make it, it happen. Amazing. They do the trench run and they get out of there. He has a relationship with Jennifer Connelly. What's her name? The character's name? Uh, Penny Benjamin. Penny. Yeah, Penny. That's kind of on again, off again. And very like wholesome, too. Yeah. The relationship is so awesome to watch. Yeah, that, honestly, this movie age, age appropriate, yeah. which was nice. Yeah, <laughs> this whole movie was pretty wholesome. Yeah, and I think that was it's kind of one of the the charms about this film. Um, but anyway, there's this stellar third act, and I'll spoil it. We've already been spoiling it, but something happens that you don't really expect, which is really cool. I did not expect this, but you think Tom Cruise is gonna die because it's kind of setting him up to die. He gets shot down after the trench run. Um, he gets stranded. Goose's son, who he's had an adverse relationship with up to this point, Rooster, Rooster, played by Miles Teller, saves him, and then he also gets shot down and then stranded with Tom Cruise. They go steal an old janky plane, an F seventeen, F fourteen, F fourteen, yeah, and they have to fly the F fourteen out and back to the carrier, and they have a couple dogfights along the way. Yeah. They get saved by Hangman. Uh, Hangman. Hangman. Glenn Powell. Yeah, they get Glenn saved. Powell. They get yeah. saved by Hangman. And then they make it back and there's this like very parade esque ending. And similar uh, to the original. Yeah. 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 Just like And yeah. then then it shows Tom Cruise back in his hangar where he lives 
working on planes with Miles Teller, which is the first time we kind of actually see them a sort of they've reconciled reconciled, but also exhibiting the past relationship between goose and, and uh, Maverick. And then Jennifer Connelly shows up. They fly what I think is Tom Cruise's actual real plane yeah. in the air. Yeah. That, yeah. that little kind of skipper plane, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah. The propeller plane. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with this beautiful sunset <laughs> shot. A power ballad by yeah. Lady Gaga herself, <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> which yes. was like the score for half the movie too. Yeah, she's credited really cool. as one of the composers. That's yeah, amazing. her and Hans Zimmer, such a trip. Our, our buddy Hans. Yes. Yeah. Once again, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, and what I love about that the third act was how it was so like what you wanted to happen, but still didn't feel cheesy. Yeah. yeah. And and as soon as it happened, as soon as you're like, oh. That's what they've been building to Maverick in the front seat and Goose's son in the back seat yeah. in an F 14 in like the yep. best tribute to the first movie. But it, it didn't feel like it's not like they came up with that idea and they're like, how do we fill in all the pieces? Yeah, the, the, the whole movie stood on its own yeah. and was such a good movie. Yes. And then it got to that and you're like, Oh, yeah. there's the payoff. Yeah. It was not, which shoe, is cool. it wasn't shoehorned in there. No. Yeah. Yeah. It felt really natural. And yeah, it was just, epic <laughs> which that was what i was going to say earlier about the first movie the third act in top gun the original top gun is pretty underwhelming yeah they go on some mission you don't really know what it is no it's just as ambiguous as this like you don't even know what country they're in no and like they don't they don't say it you know it's it's super ambiguous uh which brings me to a point i'll make later but smiles in russian yeah <laughs> it, well just that like who are we fighting you know yeah. why are we risking our lives for what now okay but that's a whole different thing yeah but yeah the third act in the original top gun they go out in this mission something happens you're not really sure what but goose gets shot down and he dies in tom cruise's arms in the ocean this is like it's it's the action i think that you may have wanted in the in the first movie but you never really got mm-hmm. you know but I know that when Top Gun first came out, people were like, oh, my gosh, that movie was amazing. It was like it was very like rah, rah, especially for the Navy. They put Navy recruiters in the theaters to recruit people. Mm-hmm. In the theater. <laughs> yeah, for that. And uh-huh. people were just like, I think they saw like a, a double or triple recruitment, like yeah. because of that film and people just joining the Navy. This movie, though, gave you that same feeling, but also because culture has changed how films are made, they're much more fast-paced, the action, you know, has changed obviously in films. This movie executed that same sort of elation, that feeling of jubilee, you know, and excitement coming from this film. But they did it in a, in a new way, but it felt the same as it probably did when you saw the original Top Gun in the 80s. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's like this movie and the feeling that it gives you, especially after the movie ends, and you're just like kind of just sitting there going, that was just a fantastic <laughs> film. And I don't I don't know anyone that's seen it that hasn't like raved about it and been like, that was amazing, which it does not happen that much anymore. No. But this is this movie is what it must have felt like to watch the original Top Gun back in the 80s. Like, yeah. but, but now, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, speaking about the response to it. Yeah. It's people who were fans of the original have seen a hundred times. Love it. But people who have never, yeah, or who like, we have a buddy who, who just saw the first one for the first time mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and hated it. 
I didn't hate the first one. Oh, our buddy thought the first oh. one was so dumb. Oh, really? And he only saw it to, because we were going to go see it. Mm-hmm. And he walked out and he's like, that's one of the best movies I've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. seen. <laughs> it is true. You know, like, like every, every demographic, I feel like, enjoys this film. The other thing you were saying about like the feeling then and the feeling now, mm-hmm. I think what was really cool about this one is the original one felt cool because it was jets, you know, like it was just a cool movie and had cool aspects to it. Right. But you didn't understand. There wasn't a great understanding of like why, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, it was just cool. Mm-hmm. But this movie f- felt like it had purpose. Like this is why we have jets. This is why these guys go into these scenarios is to execute things like this. Right. Um, which felt really not more important, but not only did you understand the story better, but it felt like, oh, this is why all this happens. Yeah. This is why we have this cool stuff. Yeah. Is not not just to be cool, but to actually execute missions and, yes. and to actually show the through line of that mm-hmm. through this whole movie was was really cool. Really the triumph that. of the human spirit <laughs> over the drones. Like yeah. Because only a like a person like Maverick could pull that off. You, know, you can't have a machine pull that off. Yeah. 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 Not yet anyway. <laughs> Yeah, th- this movie did do a good job of, like, take like you said when we first started talking, like taking what the the original film did, but expanding upon it, like in all the best ways. Yeah, it's not like it. There's not even a point in this film where like it expanded on the original in like a negative way. They made all the right choices. Yeah, like this film is one of those movies that it's like. There's just not a bad thing to say. Even in the best films we see these days, yeah. even in the best movies, there's always like, oh, I didn't like that one thing or that one scene. This movie doesn't have one thing that's like bad. And like that's maybe maybe someone could contest me on that, but <laughs> no. But there's not one point where you're like, oh, I just wish there wasn't that one thing or that even like a even like a bad line of dialogue or like a bad point of acting, there's just none of that. Mm-hmm. It's just like clean good heartfelt large scope fun yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. and well done like well executed filmmaking even when it was transplanting ideas directly out of the first film like the volleyball scene mm-hmm. it still felt new and fresh and good mm-hmm. and good good in a, in a fun in and of itself but also as like a franchise thing you know well i guess what it is now a franchise thing because there's been two films but yeah it just delivered on that promise and that was a hell of a scene too. <laughs> it was funny. I think I read yeah. uh, that Tom Cruise made them shoot that scene a second time afterwards. Which one? The, the football uh, scene. The the sweaty shirts off scene. He made him shoot it again. Yeah, they shot it once. This is just you know hearsay. So the reports go. But uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise wasn't totally happy with the first cut, so they had to like get back into shape real quick and <gasps> do it a second time. <laughs> really? Because he's such a perfectionist with his vision. Yeah. And that that shows in every part of the film. Like like for instance, I'm pretty sure it was entirely practical effects. As far as like uh, just the jets flying, I'm sure some of the advanced like the what do they call the next gen fighters, the M5s, fives the, or yeah, those might not have been practical. Minutes, yeah. But all the stuff with like the the uh, actors in the cockpits, all yeah. that's you know very practical. They I'm pretty sure they sent the actors up into the air, right? They sent them up into the air, and they would put them in dual cockpit planes and the camera would be facing an actor. And then if it was showing the the back of like the front pilot's head, they were wearing the costume of the other actor, but it was a real pilot (laughs) flying them around. And the, the cast was controlling the camera. 
so the cat they had to teach the cast directing and lighting and like all right this is the lighting you want this is what you need to tell the pilot to do Uh and then hit record and start going through your lines Mm -hmm. and then pulling g's that's crazy which is insane and you can tell yeah i mean there's a couple scenes like during the trench run or the practice (laughs) trench run yeah where tom cruise is going through and like the pl- I, there's like this one scene where the plane goes past a cliff and you can see the shadow on the ground and he like checks it out and you're like oh my god he is like a hundred feet from the ground in this jet going this yeah. speed like yeah. it is crazy yeah or like a couple times where like he waved from another jet and it would barrel roll you're like yeah he just barrel rolled in a real jet yeah wait wait I'm confused because if it's dual pilot how does it only how is it only that it looks like there's one pilot in that jet I, th- I think they just shot it in a way that it only looks like there's one pilot. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they had a real pilot in each one. Um, and I think like where Miles Teller or Tom Cruise was in the jet, they were like the solo pilot. I think they were just sitting in the back seat. Mm, so it yeah. looked like they were the only pilot in there. But yeah. That way they could still have them in the air yeah. and not have the actors flying the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise may- wanted to make sure everything was authentic as possible with the, the jets. All I have to say, too, which is something that I have not heard when people discuss this film, the sound design and the mix, Hmm. I think, added to that element of suspense and uh, just feeling, especially when it comes to the action. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the shots are just like people in a cockpit, which isn't like a really exciting thing. But when you put that and you edit it together with seeing, you know, the exterior from a plane actually flying and doing maneuvers in the sky... And then you put that with the sound and the music, it just mm-hmm. becomes extremely exciting. But I think a lot of that is attributed to the sound design and, and the sound effects and stuff that they added. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it feels <laughs> action packed the whole entire time. Did you get to see it in IMAX? <laughs> so I saw it opening night, uh, big Newport at the RPX. Yeah. Um, which was awesome because it was a packed theater and yeah i've never applauded so many times in a movie yeah (laughs) Yeah. in the whole theater dude like at the end of like tom cruise doing his trial run where he beats the time dude the whole place erupted like which was so fun to see it with like a live excited audience oh my gosh people were showing up in flight suits and like (laughs) yeah aviators like marvel style oh yeah of anticipation i think which is funny because there's only been one film I know before man. this it was 30 something years ago well I, I went and saw it again in IMAX which was awesome um, because at the first one they didn't do the sound that well but at IMAX it was incredible yeah um, and then I saw it again last night and where'd you see it um, like a normal I saw it at the lot which is like like nice so you've seen theater. it three times I've seen it three times I've seen it twice people were still wearing flight suits last night on a Thursday night dude <laughs> dude I believe you in the theater because I, I took uh. I took Allie to see it on a Thursday night again packed yeah like and it's it's a lot it's it, this is like a multi-generational film too I've yeah. seen a lot of Gen X and Boomer people at yeah. the screenings it's, but it's like they are seeing it over and over and over again yeah and it's, those theaters are selling out yeah like IMAX has been Still. packed every night in the last two weeks and it's a tragedy that it's getting replaced by <sighs> Dominion because this it's movie could could keep like selling out for weeks Dominion I would have seen it on IMAX last night if yeah. it was still there Dominion is weak <laughs> oh, well, in, 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 in comparison to IMAX screenings Dominion is well, I, even like Maverick in itself. I don't think there's been a more deserving IMAX film, honestly, since 
I mean, Dune. usually you reserve those for like the Chris Nolans and the the Denny's and like like Marvel films too. But like Top Gun, it was so good in IMAX between the picture and the sound and everything. Yeah. I can't imagine seeing it on a, a regular screen at this point, having seen it in IMAX. I can tell you it was like a 15 to 20% less enjoyable experience for me. Mm-hmm. Like IMAX was like really good. Oh, yeah. And just... Yeah, the sound for this movie just is, yeah, like you were saying, just so important to it. Just yeah, just the first, just the opening, yeah. as soon as the credits and you hear that like like Top Gun gong, like ding, uh-huh. <laughs> like having that radiate through the theater, you're like, oh, buckle up, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's not, the whole time I was watching this movie. I had like tight clenched fists. Yeah. My palms were sweating. <laughs> yeah. Like Same. by the end of the movie. The first time I saw it, uh, my hands were just like, like wet, and yeah, like yeah. I had to wipe my hands on my jeans, which I never have to do. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, Danielle stopped holding my hand. She's like, "What is happening to you?" Yeah, same exact thing. That's funny. That's what I thought. Oh man, you're like I'm feeling it. Oh, what <laughs> a visceral experience. <laughs> when they did the needle drop with the who? Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, <laughs> like which is an old song. You know, like yeah. they, they weren't trying to, to nail any demographic. Right. It was in, like a, appealing to all demographics. Mm-hmm. I mean, my I took my dad, mm-hmm. um, who never wants to go see movies in theaters. He just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And I told him that they were making another Top Gun like a week before. I'm like, you want to go see it? He's like, oh, that could be interesting. And so he, uh, the next day he called me and he's like, hey, I watched the first Top Gun last night. He's like, I'm so excited. And then uh, we went and he left the theater and he, he hasn't stopped talking about it. Same thing, him and my mom went and have watched every Tom Cruise movie since then. Like, I haven't seen my parents' generation get as excited about like a blockbuster yes, movie yeah, I know. in a long, in a long time. time. Right. Yeah. I We were listening to a woman in our office here who's also of that generation. And she was saying how... Uh, Tom Cruise specifically said some stuff about what, like postpartum women, but like 20 years ago huh. about how it was like in their heads more than whatever. <laughs> um, and, and she's like, I haven't seen a Tom Cruise. I've been boycotting Tom no Cruise way. ever since, but she like, she said she went and watched this movie and she was like, <laughs> like blown away yeah. by, by Tom Cruise. And she's like, I really like Tom Cruise again. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I think after 20 years, like it's time to forgive him and move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's moved past Scientology, all yeah. that stuff. It's like, everyone's like, Tom Cruise is weird. And all of a sudden everyone's like, no man, he's the man. His again. movies are just too good. I, I think one of the, was it you or someone who, I think in the text it said like, this movie is so good. It's making me consider Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. That's funny. Yeah. But really like, I mean, maybe there's something to that. <laughs> Yeah, man. So we've said a lot about the experience of watching it, but what did you guys think about the story itself? Mm. Like the we and we spend a lot of time with Tom Cruise in this movie. It doesn't even really focus too much, which I really liked on the younger cast. Like it's yeah. still Tom Cruise's, it's still Maverick's story yeah. in this film, and his connection with Rooster is kind of the heart of that. What did you guys think about that? It was great. It was great. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I was nervous that bringing in like this new crop it was just going to be i guess like an old trope where it's like we're shuffling out the old guy he's just going to be an instructor yeah it's not going to focus on him they're they're going to try to bring in this new cast so they can 
grab some money for another movie after this. They're going to try to build upon that. And yeah. This movie was not that. It mm-hmm. was very much a Tom Cruise movie mm-hmm. and still treated all the other cast members appropriately. Like, yeah. like everyone had a, a really important part to play, but yeah. I just like what they did with it. Yeah. I agree. Did, you, did you see the, the stuff coming with Rooster? I was confused what his, like the, the nature of his, like how he was mad. Like he's clearly at odds with Tom Cruise in the promotional material. Right. And I wasn't sure if it was just going to be because it was basically Maverick's fault. The goose died. Right. But they had an interesting angle on it in this film where uh, Rooster's mad at Maverick because Maverick held him back. Basically he mm-hmm. delayed his career four years by mm-hmm. like throwing out his papers when he was trying to move on in school. And uh, the way they resolved that and they had that father son bond towards the end was pretty pretty cool and felt really rewarding yeah Mm. you also got that little insight where you learn that maverick did it because rooster's mom didn't want him to take after his dad yeah but and and maverick never tells him yeah because he wants to preserve that relationship in his mind because his mother's passed away which, that was amazing. It felt really thought out. It didn't feel like just an excuse to have tension. Sure. It, it felt like a... Which is actual good writing and good filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. So most of the... A lot of blockbuster films we see now are like... It's just lazy writing or just, mm-hmm. you know, bad excuses for things. And when it comes to like character movement and plot points and junctions and like like bouncing off points to, to move into a new scene or prompt a new uh, act in a film, it's always, you know... But in this, it was like every single, that's what I was saying earlier, every single line of dialogue felt intentional yeah. and, and pointed and and it felt good. It didn't leave you feeling like, you know, why did that person say that one thing? There was not one line in here. And I thought that it was really evident when it came to Val Kilmer's role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he had only a few lines and they did so much with just like a few couple lines. Mm-hmm. And even the lines that they were typing on the computer screen, he pointed to a few times as the same answer to the sort of like the inner dialogue that Tom Cruise had in that moment, you know. The way they incorporated Kilmer's condition into Iceman's character was pretty, uh, both tasteful and also like it worked really well in the story. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I like that Alex mentioned the rest of the cast too because like as good as Miles Teller was, Glenn Powell, man, is just a he's a boatload of charisma. Yeah, and I hope to see that guy again soon. Great oh, yeah. casting. My girlfriend is a huge Glenn Powell fan now. Yeah, the guy. <laughs> we, that guy was. We've had and, many discussions about that football scene. Yeah. yeah, and what a great foil too, like Miles Teller and Glenn Powell's character's relationship, mm-hmm. like mirroring mirroring the first film between mm-hmm. Maverick and Iceman where you have like the wild card versus the, cause in the first film, this is something that was like the, one of my favorite parts about the initial, the original top gun is that Maverick's kind of like the villain. Yeah. And Iceman is the cool, calm, collected leader. Mm-hmm. And in this film, uh, Iceman's sort of played by rooster who is like the guy who just wants to like, you know, play by the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. And Hangman is more of the Maverick character, who is like the guy who's willing to leave his wingman to get the job done. Yeah. So the 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 switch on the roles is pretty interesting. But everyone had like there was great chemistry between all the cast members. I liked Phoenix and Bob a lot. Yeah. yeah. Monica Barbaro, I think mm-hmm. her name is. And the guy who does Bob is popping Big up fan. in all sorts of stuff. Really? He was in uh, Outer Range. 
Oh, as Bruce Pullman, Pelfrey's younger brother. Yeah, yeah. He it's just great casting all the way around. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I talked to Danielle a lot about too about uh, what's her name Monica Barbaro about her incorporation in the movie felt really natural. And the yeah. fact that she wasn't a love interest, that she was a yes. fighter pilot. Thank you. And <laughs> was nobody treated her differently. There was no trope about like, Oh, you're, you're a woman. There no was misogynistic none banter. There, yeah, there was well, there no was one line where hangman said something and then she got defended. And so it, it, it pointed at like that still exists, but yeah. that's not like how what it was is. the line. Cause I, I must've missed that. Uh, he said something about, um, like the, you need the best man for the job. Oh. No offense. And, and then Bob, <laughs> Bob backed her up. Yeah. 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 But they called you a man. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says better better that than what dead or something what did she say yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. they yeah i mean she was an equal and it again also didn't feel shoehorned in it yeah. felt yeah. felt yeah equal and fair totally and, and how it really is too because there are a lot of fighter pilots like that which is cool yeah yeah i could never be a pilot <laughs> no i almost black out on goliath <laughs> the roller coaster at six flags yeah. When it goes in that last turn, I'm like, uh, this is it for me. <laughs> the world's closing in. Slip into unconsciousness. Yeah. yeah. I loved how it was so full of callbacks, but not for the sake of callbacks. And like, I've heard there's a lot of callbacks in Jurassic Park that just, or the Jurassic World that just don't feel earned. They're just kind of thrown in there just to kind of give it to you. Yes. Whereas this one felt like, everything had a reason and they would they knew that and would tease you like the scene where uh they zoom in on the jukebox and someone presses the button at the bar oh, yeah and you're like oh they're gonna drop it and then they don't and they yeah. like they kind of teased you with a lot of that stuff which right. is really cool right i agree it was just so tastefully done yeah yeah and i the what's really interesting to me too is i've heard a lot of people say that like the first one was cool but this one was just like a good movie yeah which i would have seen it if it was just cool because that uh, you guys are the movie guys but the fact that like people are appreciating it for the movie it is too is really interesting to me mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is, yeah it's just i'm i'm glad stuff like this still gets made <laughs> yeah uh, i agree yeah like i was saying before it seems very rare these days that we see something this quality yeah. especially from like a, such a, an old franchise, something yeah. that's made from that era nowadays is so rare for it to be good. Mm -hmm. Do you think this will have a, like a tipping point effect? I've actually have heard people talk about projecting that like, Oh, now people are just going to try to be taking old seventies, like, eighties franchises and just re like trying to find everyone like footloose or whatever. And yeah. they've already been making that, that again. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, trying to do like big, mega buck blockbusters that might happen. But ultimately the question is like, I think, will they be good? And I think the answer to that is no. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a very rare case of like somebody loving something so much that they treat it with a lot of tender, loving care in the right way. There's a lot of people loving it so much. Yeah. Not just Tom or Joseph. Cause it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Film, film is the most collaborative art medium that there is just mm -hmm. there, it takes hundreds sometimes thousands of people to make a movie and so it takes a lot of people loving something so much to make something this good and it's great i mean you can you can compare it to star wars these days 
you know, something making new movies based off of something that happened in the late seventies, early eighties. You can compare it to the new Jurassic Park franchise film. These movies do not always turn out well, and they they're not always good. They're not always you, you know when you don't good. hear this roaring success, you know, from the audience that that beholds those films. Unanimous so, praise. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a very rare thing, yeah. and I, I hope Hollywood doesn't look at this and go, let's try to capitalize on that. Yeah, they probably will, but I hope that they don't. Yeah, you know. But cynically, I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> and it's going to be miserable. Yeah. We're, buckle up for the next decade of yeah. shitty revamps <laughs> of 80s films. So final question. They let all of these young actors pick their own call signs. Mm. <laughs> if you guys had to pick a call sign, <laughs> what would your call sign be? Oh, no. Do I? Boom. <laughs> You premeditated this question. Yes, I did. Do you have an answer? <laughs> and I premeditated an answer. <laughs> Do I get to go with captain? Because I'm a captain. But that's a rank, so you can't be. I like that, though. Just captain. <laughs> How about cap? With cap, cap, cap. Skip. Probably Shaw, right? I mean, that's kind of a nickname in of itself. <laughs> it is, but like in the way Bob is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gave us of his first. Oh, yeah. Gave I, I don't have one. I, I've been put on the spot. Maybe if I had some time to think about it. You have time. You have You have 60 seconds. A lot, a lot, a lot could happen in sixty seconds. <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of these call signs they had like a, a like significance to them for these characters, so I'd have to think a bit to come up with something uh, that is of that caliber. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm on the spot. I'm no good. So. You know his handle online when he uh, plays video games is Carpe Whale. That's uh, so dumb. It yes. doesn't mean doesn't even mean anything. Well, it's a playoff well. carpe yeah. diem. It's a long story, but oh, I know what it's a playoff. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense. You, you know Latin? It's uh, seize the whale. So, Gabe, your call sign will be whale. Uh, we got seize. <laughs> you. Uh, you can be. Uh, you'll be whale. That's that's good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. It's the largest mammal on the earth. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it, it's weird. I think it feels like someone else would have to give you that call sign, right? Like, you, you would choose Maverick, like, you know, uh, or like Phoenix. Iceman. Iceman's so cool. Probably my favorite call sign. He's my favorite X-Men character. <laughs> but now I was thinking, my online handle for video gaming is Steve Z. Okay. So I was like, okay, if you took the Z part, Z would be cool. However, Z is also the last letter of the alphabet. Mm. That's true. I've seen and it. In an alternate language, Omega <laughs> would be pretty cool. Omega sounds badass. Yeah. Unless you watch The Bad Batch, then Wait, Omega is a, a young Australian girl and it loses all meaning. Omega. <laughs> Omega. <laughs> oh, be, I like that. You Omega's could be Alpha. One. <laughs> one of you could be Alpha. <laughs> it's Alpha and Omega. The, the British Z could just be Zed. Oh, Zed. <laughs> That's tight. That's one of the villains in Power Rangers. Oh, <laughs> That'd actually be really cool. For me, <laughs> it would Power be Power cool. Ranger villain yeah. <laughs> as your call sign. <laughs> well, hopefully nobody calls me on it. Yeah. No pun intended. Well, thanks for coming on again. Heck yeah. Please come again. Next Top Gun, I'll be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Bond film. <laughs> yeah, or Bond film. They yeah. could make a third Top Gun. It'd be tough. Could they? If we just cast Tom Cruise as Bond. <laughs> He's already like got <laughs> the... I had someone say that to me the other day. I'm like, well, he kind of is the Bond of his own franchise. 
That's true. Yeah. We could always bring Henry Cavill back. I know he's older now than he was 20 years ago. That's how age With works. or without mustache as Bond. I want mustache Bond. Mustache Bond <laughs> would be a good switch up. If we're going to do mustache Bond, we might as well do like full beard Bond. You know? <laughs> yeah, why not? Sean Connery <laughs> beard Bond? Yes. <laughs> I could see it now. We're going to send us out with Kenny Loggins here? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Which song should we play here? You got to play Danger Zone. Yeah. Okay. Highway. Here it is. Hi.